Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to the Empress of Business. This is Joanne Forrester doing her favorite thing, talking to you and talking to you uh, people who are successfully running their own small business, who have followed their dream and their passion, and they're living the dream. And, you know, just because you're getting a, just a wee bit older doesn't mean you can't follow your dream. Entrepreneurship is not just for those in their 20s. In fact, a recent study by the Kaufman Foundation uh, demonstrated that the people who are starting businesses faster than those in their 20s, the millennials, are the baby boomers. We're doing it again. We're breaking barriers. We are starting businesses. Um, we're not uh, retiring. We're looking at the next adventure, and we're starting them at least uh, a third more than baby boomers are. So that was kind of a surprise. Uh, and we're not um, we're not sitting down. We're not going away. We still have a lot of uh, kick and a lot of energy and curiosity. So baby boomers are doing it again. So one of the things I love to do is to feature some of the baby boomers that we know are starting and living their dream and building their business. And one of them we have visited before. In fact, this is a a place that I consider almost sacred to me, uh, the Bernard House in Emlington, PA, because it is a place I've been going to restore and renew myself for over 20, well, 25 years, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, it was um, up for sale, and my, my heart was, oh, my gosh, I'm losing my favorite retreat. Uh, what will I do? But much to my relief, and joy is the new owners, uh, Kathy and Paul Kensel, are wonderful, delightful, and they bring a host of skills and experience to uh, the Bernard House and to Emlington, PA, because their skills have um, really um, made a difference in what they're doing. So my guest today, and I'm just delighted to have her back on again, is Kathy Kensel co-owner of the Bernard House, and they have a new project, which she's going to be talking about. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Joanne. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm de- I'm delighted. So give people a little of your background, because you didn't just, you know, uh, run up and purchase a, a bed and breakfast. You bought a whole host of skills. This made a difference. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I um. My husband and I grew up along the Allegheny near Emlinton and Fisherman's Cove. We met as children and married there and then for 28 years resided in Ross Township in Pittsburgh, um, raising our children. And um, 
we, in the course of those years, gained a multitude of skills. Paul was in his own business for uh, carpentry, which specialized in historical renovations. And I was a homemaker primarily, um, gaining my own set of skills and um, began to um, become a professional gardener on the side. And um, collectively, Paul and I uh, combined our skills and went on to maintain and renovate and manage an estate in Swickley Heights, known as Wilpin Hall, which we did for eight years until our employment was abruptly ended and we found ourselves um, searching for what to do next, what was the next chapter. Most of our children, five in total, uh, were fairly grown. We had a few that were still at the end, but we we were confident that all of the skill sets that we had acquired over um, the time spent together that we could do something extra special. And so we um, stumbled upon the Barnard House, which was, a bed and breakfast for 25 years um, prior, which you visited then. And um, it was an 1893 home that was in dire need of some TLC. And the gals that had previously owned it wanted to end their career. And so Paul and I invested in the structure and the business and reinvented it and ourselves in the process. So when you um taking from your experience that anyone who raises five kids is like a major <laughs> manager as far as I'm concerned, but you also develop um, you know, your gardening skills and you're also an artist, am I uh, am I correct? Yeah, well, it was always you know, everyone has their first love and um you know, I, I having children I always thought that I would go back to school and I did take credited and non credited courses and mentored various artists over the years, but primarily child raising my children and child rearing was my main focus. And so my art kind of went to the background and the easiest pellet for me was vegetation. So I would take the kids outside and um, I became skilled in in gardening and that was noticed. And so I started to do it um, in minimal um, side jobs around uh, the Pittsburgh in Ross Township area, and that eventually led me to renovating the gardens at Wilkin Hall that were historically significant. Well, you have also at the Bernard House, you have uh, uh, added to the gardens, and uh, you really, and when, I, when I take a look at what you've done, uh, you've you have um what have you done with the uh the the work itself not only yours but you know you've done some really creative stuff thank you um Paul and I combined make a great team and our children really are the icing on the cake because they they come in and and add layers as well but um Paul's background again in historical renovations we totally rehab the home keeping its historical significance intact and adding a different dimension, um, the the Barnard House uh, is a Victorian, and so we wanted to showcase it as a painted lady. Um, Emlington was the birthplace of natural gas in America, so its uh, painted ladies really 
um, were underscored and didn't have that vitality and color. So we wanted to put that back into um, the structure and to kind of showcase it in a way that many of the homes in industrial towns are, are not. Um, they, they kind of become a, a bland palette. And so um, we started on the exterior three years ago and put our whole heart into it. Our son Aspen assisted us for a year and um, overhauled the exterior. Paul went inside an entire new infrastructure. Um, but again, keeping homage to the historical aspects. So every piece of trim was removed and stored and put back up. But the entire palette of the home is very vibrant, um, lots of color. The, the gardens um, kind of encase the home in a softness, but they are um, very much usable as well. Uh, here at the Barnard House, we try to showcase everything local. So we utilize um, meats, cheeses, eggs, um, our soaps or our local, um, our cookies or macaroons that are laboriously created by Cindy Ford. And we um, use as much of our vegetation in our presentation. So we grow our herbs, nasturtiums, uh, Swiss kale, um, Swiss chard, tomatoes, melons, and those come to your breakfast plate um, in a very aesthetic manner. You know, I, I bring that art to the plate. You know, I uh, it, it's kind of funny sometimes I think to myself, um, oh, you're crazy. You should just sling some ash and eggs on that plate. But Paul <laughs> and I um, adhere to dietary needs. Paul and I both work together in the kitchen in the morning. He does fresh ground coffee. We'll we'll feature local roasters um, if we have a volume to of guests to, to do that. And we'll also um, uh, make sure that if you're a returning guest, we try not to do repeat meals. Um, it, it's it's kind of the the fun part after all of the renovations, but our uh, our focus and demographic is baby boomers. And so baby boomers, if, if you look into the research of what they want as a consumer, it's usually to make an economic impact, um, to have good, healthy food, and um, obviously to enjoy themselves and relax. And so we, from the moment you step in the door, we cater to all those needs. Um, the house is kind of hippie meets history. Um, in its decor, we feature a lot of the memorabilia from the Barnards that was left, but we've also gathered and collected really cool aspects from eBay, Craigslist, thrift stores that make you harken back to the nostalgia of your childhood, um, things you grew up around and you might have seen a grandma's or Aunt Edna's, but nothing's too what I call poo-poo-fa-fa. It's very comfortable and worn and makes you kind of just sit back and take it all in. Right. I'd like to, since I have been coming to the Bernard House, so I, I knew, you know, the before and after, and, and many of the features are, are the same, but you, uh, like in, in one of the um, bedrooms, you actually expanded that and cr- 
uh, created, um, which I haven't stayed in yet. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you created like a special bath area in there. Um, uh, am I right? Yeah, Paul did. Paul's, I, I'm always amazed at my husband's talent. Paul moved some walls and rearranged doors. Um, so he added bathrooms within spaces uh, that would not aesthetically um, hinder the overall uh, essence of the room. So the the room you're speaking of, the mini Barnard, um, he took a closet and created a bathroom by subtracting from one wall and adding to another. Um, we found elements here that were being unutilized, um, old corner sinks, lamps, um, lighting fixtures, anything that we found that we knew was um, original, we tried to bring back. And if it wasn't on site and we knew it would be present, like the beehive towel on the bathroom floors, because most Victorians were remodeled in the 1920s, so we would try to use those elements to give it a feel of um, yesteryear. And um, it worked quite nicely, Paul's, Paul's talents and blending. We brought in uh, mantles for headboard pieces and um, having a background in art, a lot of recycled items, um, utilized things in different ways, like old Singer stone machines became tables and um, screen doors became frames around mirrors. Um, sections of wallpaper may have been left on the wall that was uh, present from the late 1800s that were hand rolled. Um, it's each room has a different flavor, a, a, a different vibe to it, and um, each one offers the guests um, kind of a, a sense of oh, wow. There's someone you could tell babies were born here and families lived here and time was spent here, um, and it kind of gives it that old worn shoe or that great flannel nightgown that you try on at night and you're like, ah, oh, okay, this is where I should be. Oh, yes. And so you also added, uh, which I think is wonderful, a hot tub, right? Yeah. Um, well, our, our business focuses on the trail a lot, and so I know that after a day of recreating, I'm not a young spring chicken anymore, and I might have some aches and pains. So the backyard has a great garden, and in amongst the garden is um, a large hot tub that we won in an entrepreneurial business plan test, contest. And um, Paul, having a background in chemistry, is a little too fastidious with it. But um, a lot of our guests use it in the morning or in the evening. Um, all year round, we have it turned way down in the summer to only 90 degrees. So it's tempted at best. Um, so hot tub. Always doesn't describe it, but um, it's there, and we're in the process of creating an exterior restroom adjacent to it. Um, the gardens are being finished. Um, Paul will be putting the crowning glory on a patio that will seat 35 persons standing 75, and that can be used in conjunction with a home for small events. Um, for instance, we've had uh, bridal parties come in and stay um, prior to their wedding, and uh, the patio could be used as a 
rehearsal dinner space, um, something that's intimate. Um, we really try to keep in mind the yin and yang of the neighborhood, and so we know that there's numbers that we don't want to exceed. But it's a really intimate space, and the gardens are really vibrant and beautiful around it. Paul's really put a lot of time. There's barn stone um, that, that cre- it sits up on, and, and the big depression stone wall surrounding it. The railroad once went down the back of the yard. So it, it's a beautiful setting and right in view of the river because we sit right on the Allegheny. Right. And one of my favorite um, when I come up there is that they have this wonderful uh, porch that uh, wraps around the front and you can sit and you just look out the Allegheny River and um, sit there real quiet and you can look over and it's so peaceful and early in the, well, even all during the day, you can see all kinds of different uh, birds uh, come by from eagles to uh, just all 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 kinds. And it's just a, a wonderful thing. And, and, and just as a side note, just so <laughs> uh, people who know me know that I have this uh, cat, uh, Ginger the cat, who somewhat rules the business, the house, with anybody who comes in. And that's where I found Ginger the cat. Uh, <laughs> and so Ginger has a very marked interest in, in the place. Uh, but that front porch is just wonderful. And you also have a back porch, a uh, second floor back porch. Yeah, there's there's actually a couple porches on the home. The home sleeps 10 persons in five different rooms. And as I said earlier, each one of those rooms have their different flavor. But um, the mini Barnard has a back porch that is its own um, right off of the suite. Um, the Crawford suite itself has a side porch and a, a lovely swing on it that faces the river. Um, and eventually the Allegheny room will have the Victorian porch put back on that it will have its own entrance out onto the second story porch roof. I haven't got around to that yet, but the porch you're speaking of faces the Allegheny, and we accommodate it with lots of seating in the morning before our guests have breakfast. We have a large uh, tray that we bring out with our coffee and um, or tea on it, and everybody kind of mesmerates out here until um, their breakfast is served. If, if we have a large group, we break that breakfast up into two and try to have the folks that like to rise early in the early slot and later in the later slot and they actually will come out and sit and wait on the, the porch as well and um, just enjoy that time. It's, it's kind of magic to watch um, the different people kind of connect um, once they're here. I've always wanted to take before and after pictures because especially men really stro- show the stress on their face, and by the time they leave, they're a different person. Right, it is. It's one. It's one of the things I liked about the the Bernard House over the years is that people come in as strangers. The precinct people are talking, and you know you're finding that people. Um, I've been there when there's been guests from overseas, or you know from the west, or from uh, from Canada, or just down the road a bit, where you know they've come up from Pittsburgh to have. Uh, Arrest and all you know, you leave friends, and it's always, um, uh, always such a positive experience. Um, I want to talk a little about your business model because what I'm hearing is that 
you've taken this house and you've updated it and and yet kept in um added historical touches but then you've added additional um like you added the you're adding the patio you've added the hot tub you're you're finding different ways to uh attract people to generate more revenue uh and and then you you've done something else too um you've just um opened a new vacation home yes yes the wilson home it's it's um directly adjacent to neighbor to the barnard house uh it's a more modern home in that it was built in the early 1900s it's a craftsman four square um so it it has um simpler lines to it but nonetheless, we, we tried to give it its character into itself. Um, while we were purchasing the Barner home and working on it, uh, the owner was from California and came to Paul and I. And at the time, um, we had a lot on our plate, so we basically sidelined it. And when we were through renovating here, um, we went into that home and, again, gave it an entire new infrastructure while keeping all of um, the accents that would be indicative to that era of home. Uh, so it has a, a galley kitchen and, um, you know, a great front porch just like the Barnard house that faces the river. And it's primarily a vacation rental. And on our website, it's a separate tab um, to from the Barnard house at the, at the top of the page. And... Um, we we've been open since May. We we really haven't put a lot of thrust into its market. Um, we're gaining knowledge as we go um, with customers and and the homes ins and outs, and we're tweaking it a bit. But we've had um, families. The family that's in there as we speak, um, they're the United States uh, here to spend time with their mother, who is. Uh, resident of our town and there's 12 children so it's great to see all the family out on the porch uh, throughout the day and the night and they're fishing and visiting and going out in the area and recreating but uh, the the home um, really lends itself more to family the Barnard house is a quieter slower paced um, residence that has some special needs being an 1893 home that the Wilson home can accommodate, you know, that, that, that other level of guests. Uh, so both of the homes sit right on the Allegheny adjacent to one another, and the patio is between those two homes. And so if someone wished, they could actually come in and rent uh, both homes, which we have a bride that is doing so. And she's hoping to have a breakfast on the patio um, with her wedding party the morning of. But we're constantly um, looking at the needs of our guests and ourselves because it's important um, for me and Paul not to get burnout in this process, which that's a statistic unto itself. So we don't reside here. We decided early on that we would have our own residence so that at the end of the day we could subtract ourselves we give our guests another level of privacy. Um, each bed and breakfast that most people visit always has its own personality, just like the innkeepers that own it. And uh, the Barnard House is really unique 
in that we don't reside here, but we're only two blocks away. So we we keep our phone on us, and our guests can call us. We're very very knowledgeable in the area as well, and and we offer. Um, our expertise in a multitude of areas while they visit. But um, getting back to you saying how we've adapted the area and added amenities, um, it's important to get the pulse of what your customer needs are. And um, you know, our, most of our customers are here to recreate. Um, the Allegheny River, there's kayaking, canoeing, uh, paddle boarding, there's hiking trails, the the Pittsburgh to Erie bike trail stops right at our front door and we're on the largest section of uh, currently developed at 60 miles that the trail will be in entirety go from Erie to Pittsburgh in its um, eventual completion. So we listen to our customers and we tweak the business. Um, you know, the, the breakfast, if you're bicycling and you want more protein, um, we on our website, we ask you why you're here. And if you have dietary needs, you know, we'll cook vegan, vegetarian. Um, we've done gluten-free, lactose-free, kosher. We're pretty adaptable folks, and that's important to your customers. Oh, it most certainly is. Uh, when first of all, let's uh, don't forget now. How does um, someone get in touch with you? Well, we have a great state-of-the-art website created by a woman entrepreneur. Um, our website is the Barnard spelled B-A-R-N-A-R-D House H-O-U-S-E dot com, and on our site you'll be able to actually book uh, with a credit card. Or if you choose, you can call me and I can assist you at 724-867-2261. Okay, I'm going to repeat that again, folks. That's thebarnardhouse.com, thebarnardhouse.com, and the telephone number is 724-867-2261. It's a nice, very nice website. And I do uh, like how you work so hard to uh, bring uh, other people and their talents and their products and services to the, um, you know, to uh, promote businesses in the area. Uh, Kathy, the time has gone really quickly. And uh, what I wanted to um, also, um, we always do at the at the end of the um, the Empress of Biz. Let's talk about what, if you were going to start a business like this, uh, what would you tell people? Don't do it blindly. Um, I've talked to a number of people. Me and Paul ourselves really educated ourselves. We did a lot of research. We we did two business plans. The first one we scrapped um, because after we came here and and um, started to work on the house and, and feel the flavor of the town and the trail, we readapted uh, to focus on a different demographics. And um, I, I can't stress how important it is to do this research and not go in blindly, um, both to preserve your energy level and your sanity and to offer um, – 
a better service to your customers, whatever it is. Um, if if you're not at the top of your game, there's no way your business will be. And um, I call it the gray matter. A lot of people enter into entrepreneurship blindly and don't look at the yings and the yangs and adapt it to their personal needs and their family's needs. And then failure occurs. And then those statistics become the gray matter that might curtail someone from going in that same direction um, and making a positive impact. Yeah, I think that's that's good advice, especially, you know, at the time of, if you've been in this, uh, you know, had a professional career, you've, you know, you're uh, going to be taking the leap. So um, this is, you know, a chance in the time of life where you're, you know, you're in your 20s and you have a, a failure, uh, you can make that up. But when you're, you know, start in your 50s, or uh, all of a sudden that isn't quite is easy to make up. So uh, you may have more to bring to the, and you do have more in as far as experience and life skills and uh, a more settled spirit. But you also need to make sure that your, as you say, the business plan, you take a look at it, you you know, you're you're willing to scrap it. And as you did, rewrite it because things change. The market market in which you thought was there and what ends up being there, uh, there may be a a whole host of new opportunities. Do you jump in, take care, take uh, advantage of that? I mean, that is is great advice. Um, Well, we are, and I just really appreciate your time. So, What's the best thing that has been, that's come out of this, I mean, for you personally, this stage in your business? Uh, you know, hmm. when you take a look at what you've done in the last, well, it's over three years now. That's that's a multifaceted question. Um, uh, for us as a family, um, we learn perseverance. Um, we have come together. We know our strengths. It was a great lesson for our children to watch Paul and I climb up out of despair when our careers were ended suddenly. Um, We learned um, to work together as a family against all odds because there were many disbelievers in what we were doing. Um, It it gave us um, an overall sense of accomplishment after the remodel and renovation and the business started. Our, our business is, is still growing, and it's definitely um, an ongoing struggle, as with any business, to readapt. Uh, we're trying to take it out of the seasonal market because the Allegheny is gorgeous in the wintertime, and, and so it's ongoing. But um, for me personally, as a woman that came through the midlife crisis and has raised my children and all of that hodgepodge that goes with um, being a woman of my age, I really think that it gave me clarity um, in what I have my abilities to do. Um, it, it kind of gave me justification in all of the skills that I had acquired as a mother um, as a woman, and um, I, I kind of feel that at this point in my life, um, I, I tell my children all the time, um, 
you know, after you, you come to this pinnacle in life where you have this sense of accomplishment, it's like, okay, guys, what is the worst-case scenario? Failure? Well, we've experienced that. So you just get up, you dust off, and you keep going. Um, and, um, and, and I've learned to um, accept the resources that my friends like you and Jim and others have and utilize them. We're all at a time in my, our lives when we have um, gained all of this insight. And a lot of people are afraid to ask um, for help or assistance or just suggestions, um, what, what others think. And, um, you know, that really... It, it, it really helped us in a lot of ways, whether it helped us, gave us energy to keep going for what we call the, the disbelievers or uh, the believers that now we're um, going three and a half years into this and we call it the five-year plan. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're, um, it, it, it gave, gave me the energy for the next chapter, I think. Well, that's a wonderful description. I know when I come to your place, I, you know, it, you've created a, um, uh, a beautiful haven for people to come to and rest and restore and, and get in touch and just slow down for a while. I mean, that's so important. Uh, so I want to thank you again. I want to remind people that um, the, their website is the Barnard, B-A-R-N-A-R-D, house. H-O-U-S-E dot com and to talk to Kathy herself because evidently they are um, doing many things to uh, from bridal parties to anniversary parties to welcoming families to stay the whole week in their their new place, the Wilson home. Uh, and that telephone number is 724-867-2261. That's 724 724- Eight six seven two two six one. Kathy, thank you for your time. Um, actually, uh, I'm going to be coming up with a friend. Uh, uh, we're we're trying to schedule our our, um, uh, our trip up there uh, within a couple of weeks, so you'll be seeing my name pop up there shortly. <laughs> so um, I've been bringing up um, Bonnie, uh, my friend Bonnie uh, DiCarlo, who we've been working on the Martin Center, which I want to remind people. Um, remind people that the Martin Center is having on November 14th, and Kathy and Paul Winslow is one, is one of the sponsors that for our silent auction. They uh, give us some, some wonderful time as a gift at their place. So this is Joanne Forrester who is saying thank you for tuning us in and hearing the next chapter of my good friends Kathy and Paul uh, Wenzel. And, you know, folks... As Kathy said, you know, this next stage, you really get you get out of the rut. Regardless of whatever reason you're starting your business, you really get a chance to explore who you are and, uh, develop, and make use of the skills and talents you have and find a whole new uh, vista of energy and uh, just a new horizon, folks. So this is Joey M. Forrester, the Empress of Biz. And remember, what we do is we help people start, grow, and expand their businesses safely. And anytime you have questions or you would like to be a guest on the Empress of Biz, make sure you give us a call at 
412-440-6969. That's 412-440-6969. And my, um, um, to go on and see the Empress of Biz at empressofbiz.com, our website, empressofbiz.com. Plus, we are on Facebook, Empress of Biz, Listen, Learn, Prosper. Kathy, thank you for your time. Look forward to seeing you again. And then thank you for your generous support for the Thomas Martin Center. You're welcome, Joanne. Enjoy your day, and we look forward to seeing you and Bonnie in weeks to come. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.